0: Office fans, any Office fans in here? Yeah, we got, uh, we got Michael there. Michael did a 5K. What's a 5K? 3. point what miles? 3.1, so 10K is 3 po- or 6.3 miles then. 6.2, that's right. I'm sorry, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'll make sure you're, You know, he had, a, he had a hard time doing 3.1 miles. He didn't train. He must not have gotten ready for it. Nobody would go out and just do a 10K, six point whatever miles, and expect to do really, really well. Maybe you have some really good genetics. Maybe you you could finish it, though your time wouldn't be really well. But no one really goes out and does a marathon without expecting to not finish unless there's ongoing training, unless there is ongoing preparation. Nobody goes out and starts a business and expects it to grow and flourish without an assessment of yourself, assessment of your gifts, an assessment of what the marketplaces look like, disciplines of studying what's out there and studying your capabilities. Nobody nobody expects a a business to happen unless you do those things. Nobody expects kids to grow up healthy unless there is intentional activity to build into them and to grow them and give them the right opportunities and have a nurturing figure. Anything, anything of value, I'm getting excited already here, anything of value that you can think of, or that any of us can think of, we know you don't go out and just try. Greatness never comes from trying. Greatness always comes from training. Greatness always comes from preparing. Uh, And in the spirit realm, this is the way it is. This series, Core Training, Core Strength, it's about noticing that for us to be spiritually strong, for us to be in touch with God, for us to know what is happening in the spirit realm in our life or around us, there must be regular disciplines. There must be things that, that go into our makeup, things that go into our schedule. See, uh, the core training stuff is what you see up here, these things with these, you know, these Swedish balls and you know these, these dumbbells, these kinds of things, these, these exercises that uh, they don't really look like impressive exercises. I mean, this is the plank that kind of keeps your, your core nice and strong. I was doing this earlier and, uh, oh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll get, I was doing this earlier. I'll have to get that in just a minute. But I was doing this earlier and, um, and the girls started laughing at me, I said, we'll see what you're like in three decades. We'll see how long, you know, we'll see how long. You know, these kind of exercises are not the, uh, not the great exercises. I need this right here. Yes, I do. Excuse me. These kind of exercises are not the exercises that when you do them, you feel really good about them. I mean, if, 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 you, if you work out, you, you, you tend to like those exercises that gives you a pump as Ron Burgundy did or that, that, that makes you feel really good, makes you feel really powerful. It's these core exercises, though, that hold together everything in here. That are actually the healthiest things for us, but they're also things that we don't want to do because we don't get any visual payoff for it. But yet they are the most important things for our physical fitness. A lot of us have just gone back to school or in the midst of going back to school. What happens when we go back to school? we go out and we go new clothes shopping, right? We buy all these new clothes. But we know that school is not about putting on the exterior thing. It's about preparing our internal thing. And see, when it comes to spirituality, most of us will keep trying to put on some exterior beliefs, find something that that works for us, find something that makes us feel better. And if we're not disciplining, working our core, we're not going to be functional spiritually. See, here's the thing. There are things that you want to do, but you will not be able to do unless you work your spiritual core. There are things that you need to do, or you will need to do, but you won't be able to do it unless you're working your spiritual core. There is are, there are pa- pain that has kind of come your way, and you will want to endure it. You'll want to keep your faith through it, but you won't endure it. You won't keep your faith through it unless you work your spiritual core. You know, doing these exercises, these girls did back here, I could want to do those all day long. But unless I've developed my core, I can't do any of those things. And you may want to follow God. You may want to know God. You may want to sense and feel God. But here's the bad news. And actually, it's not bad, it's just news. If you're not working your core, you won't experience God to greater degrees. It's not about growing in your awareness. It's not about getting the knowledge that you need. It's not about having somebody tell you the missing key to your life. There are spiritual disciplines that go to the core of every person who's growing closer, closer to God and sensing more and more of his power, which is what we're going to talk about today. One of my spiritual heroes, the greatest spiritual hero for my life, is a person by the name of Jesus. Maybe you've heard of him before. Uh, So when I take a look at Jesus, I see some of the things that worked in his life, and I try to apply those to my life. When he was born, he wasn't born as a fully developed human being, neither physically nor spiritually. Jesus, according to the Bible and according to, according to ancient Christians, is fully God, fully man at the same time. Fully God, fully man at the same time. And yet, he had to go through a spiritual growth process and a physical growth process. The book of Luke, chapter 2, it says this And the child grew and became strong, he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. And as Jesus grew up, he increased in wisdom and in favor with God and people. He increased in his wisdom, he increased in his capacity. And when you look at his life, there's, there's three core things that he did. Three of them we're going to talk about in this entire series. And these were the basis of, his, of strengthening his core. Now, why would we talk about core training? What, what's the important thing about this? When you do core training, there's three things that happen in the physical realm and three things that are going to happen in the spirit realm as well. First is this. Why do you do core training? You do it to increase your capacity. You do core training to increase your capacity. When my core is strong, when I'm not having back pain, when I'm functional, I have greater capacity to have a more productive day. I have a greater capacity to focus on the meetings that I'm in. In fact, when my core is weak and my back is bothering me or I'm not as agile, I can't focus as much as I can. I increase capacity. I increase capacity when I do my core exercises and spiritually I increase capacity as well. See, um, I used to think that for me to grow spiritually or for me to get closer to God, I had to wait for the lightning bolt. Uh, I had to wait for something to strike me from on high. And if I, wasn't, if I wasn't feeling God, then the problem was God. If I wasn't feeling strong, then the problem was God wasn't giving me the juice that he should be giving me, or she should be giving me, or it should be giving me, however I perceive God in whatever phase of my life. That was the problem. If, I, if, I, if I'm struggling spiritually, when I was under the lightning bolt paradigm, I just thought it was all because I'm not getting from God where other people must be getting from God because I'm not getting struck with power. I'm not getting struck with energy. I'm not having grand visions. It's the lightning bolt paradigm. And then the more I've walked with God, the more I've grown spiritually, the more I've realized the lightning bolt paradigm, though it does, lightning bolts do happen, there are momentary times when something comes upon you. Those times for me... I can easily count on one hand, maybe even one finger. (laughs) Though the the lightning bolts do come, things that happen out of nowhere, and it's just God's grace that comes on you, it's not the lightning bolt that you see throughout Jesus' life and throughout every life that's great spiritually. It's actually the mountain paradigm. It's the paradigm of looking at our spiritual life as climbing a mountain. I recently climbed a mountain with, uh, with a family this uh, last summer, one of the highest peaks in, uh, in uh, Central America. We were doing a mission trip around there. And uh, we started off on this, this huge, huge volcano. And uh, here we were starting off. Uh, you can see us. We've just come up out of the tree line here. And we kind of paused. You can see the volcanic ash on, underneath our feet. When we started on that tree line, there were people that had taken off ahead of us taken off ahead of me. And I thought to myself, man, I'm really slacking here. This is a bummer I'm not going fast enough. And people went out really, really fast. And then by the time this photo was taken, a lot of those folks had just dropped off. They had dropped off. They thought they could try their way to the top of the mountain, but they hadn't kept themselves in shape at all. And now you put a mountain in front of them and they just couldn't do it. They started off real well. They looked really well, but eventually they started to drop off. And then as we continued on for that day, it took us five hours to get to the top of this volcano, right towards the top of this volcano. uh, We we were able to see things. Here's another photo for you. We were able to see things that we hadn't seen before. And those folks that hadn't trained themselves, I'm not saying we did a, we did physical training, like, oh, we're going to climb a mountain, let's do physical training. I'm not saying that. But we had done a level of taking care of ourselves physically, be able to do that. Once that happened, we were able to see things that other people couldn't see. There are things that you want to see that you will not see unless you spiritually core train. There are things that you want to experience that you will not experience unless you undergo spiritual core training. We need to forget about the lightning bolt paradigm. If a lightning bolt comes your way, wonderful. I would like more. Bring them my way, God. Love it. Love it. But you have to stop thinking a lightning bolt is going to grow you spiritually. That's not the way God works. Any more than I'm going to expect a lightning bolt to all of a sudden make my back be better without doing core exercises. That's not the way it works. So much in the physical realm mirrors that which is in the spiritual realm. Core training is about increasing your capacity. And it's also about exercising. Core training is about exercising. It's about exercising the right stuff, exercising what matters. Three core exercises we're going to talk about this series, I'm just giving the overview of it uh, tonight, today, this morning, is... (laughs) Now you wonder why I'm doing that. This is very funny. We'll edit this out. I did it because uh, uh, this is the first week we're doing a a dry run of of, of Mason. So there's folks meeting up at Mason tomorrow morning. So like I have to not say like tonight any longer because tomorrow will be morning. I'll say, did he say tonight? It's morning. Interesting. Okay, so anyway, three of them, three of them, uh, Bible, prayer, and community. Bible, community, and prayer. These are the core exercises that you see in Jesus' life. The Bible. What does it mean, the Bible? It means filling your mind, filling your heart with things that are written in the Bible. That's what it means. Jesus had a regular discipline of reading the Scriptures. This is what He said to a group of people one time. He said, uh, you know, you, you're in error because you do not know the Scriptures or the power of God. Why don't you know the power of God? Because you don't know the Scriptures. When you know the Scriptures, you get to know the power of God. Jesus had a regular regimen of reading the Bible. We're going to have a whole uh weekend where we're going to talk about what it means to read the Bible, why you would read the Bible, how to understand the Bible when you read it, why it's important, some systems and techniques that you can use. This is part of the core, the core strength that he, he underwent. There's temptations that come my way that I know I shouldn't do. And why do I know I shouldn't do them? Because I've gotten that knowledge and that power by reading the Bible. That's how I know I shouldn't do it. That's how I know it's not good for me to stare at people who I'm not married with of the opposite sex for too long because it erupts this lust thing in me. And Jesus said, if you lust after someone, it's just as bad as if you did adultery. Physically, not as bad, but spiritually, it hurts me spiritually. And I know this and I know it hurts me spiritually because I read that in the Bible. The Bible is a core strengthening exercise. Community, community, you see Jesus, always around or regularly around people that were building into him and who he was building into. He's obviously God's physical earthly family. Then he's God's cousin, John the Baptist. He spends some time with him and stays in touch with him throughout his life. Then he gathers 12 people around him who he does life with, and he pours into them, and they're also there for him. Uh, when he's going through very, very difficult times, he has people around him. He, in, his, in his darkest day, he gathers people around him to help him. His darkest day, right before he's about to be arrested and crucified. He has this core discipline of gathering the right people around him and doing the right things with them. It's a core discipline. How many of us... are are specific about the people we're spending time with and have a reason why we spend time with people and are looking holistically, holistically at our relationships versus just eating relationships indiscriminately. I mean, food-wise, we realize you can't just grab anything and eat it and expect to be healthy. Same way with relationships. You just can't grab onto anybody and spend indiscriminate amount of time with them and expect to be healthy any more than you can eat indiscriminate amounts of Oreos and expect to be healthy. Community, being intentional about our, about our friendships. And then finally, prayer. Prayer, talking with God in various ways. Jesus had this as a core strength, a core exercise that he did. It says this in the book of Mark, chapter 1 and other places too. It says this, uh, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This is a core thing for him. He would apparently get up early and go away, solitary place, and pray. This is a regular discipline for him. Sometimes he would just vanish and disappear, and the community around him would come to him and say, where are you? Where, everybody's looking for you. And he says, and your point is, because this is a core exercise for me. I, I, I have to do this stuff just because people want me. I can't be around people. I've got to get away by myself and just center in on God, center in on my, on my inner world and on God's outer world that He wants me to be a part of. These are the core things. These are the core things. And these exercises aren't sexy at all. You know, when I do these exercises, I, I don't look any better. Maybe if I did them a lot and I had a bathing suit on, maybe then I would, I would, I, I would look better. But I don't, I don't get any, any brownie points, anything for these things. What I do get is physical fitness the same way when we do these things we get spiritual fitness now here's here's what some of us are thinking right now what you're thinking is well Brian this this might be true and this might be helpful but you know uh, I'm just not a disciplined person Uh, I (laughs) if you're gonna expect me to read the Bible regularly be intentional about my my friendships and be intentional and regular about prayer. This is like a training thing. I'm just, I'm just not a disciplined person. Hey, there is no discipline gene. There's no discipline gene. There is not at all. I used to think that I didn't have the discipline gene. So there, therefore, I should get off of healthy behavior. It took me seven years to get through college. And no, I didn't train to be a doctor. Took me seven years. Seven years ago. Why is that? It's because I had or exhibited next to no discipline in college. I didn't like to study. Nights of final exams, especially counting one. I wouldn't study the night before. If I did study, I didn't study enough. And no kidding, I would wake up in the morning on more than one occasion and say, man, that final this morning, I... I just don't feel like taking that. And I would blow off the final, and I would get an F, and I'd have to do the entire class over again. I did that in college. And I tried to tell myself, I, that's, I'm just not a disciplined person. I just, I'm just not disciplined Here, here's, here's what we have to realize. All of us are disciplined in things that we want. All of us are disciplined in things that we care about. If you want a good credit score and you don't want your, your electricity shut off, guess what? You're disciplined enough to pay your Duke bill every month. You imagine Duquesne Light calls you up and says, oh, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, you know, you're behind three months. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Operator, man. I, you understand, I'm just not a disciplined person. I mean, I, I'm just, you don't really expect me to pay my bill every month, do you? I mean, I'm just, I'm just not a disciplined person. No, we find that discipline because we want light. We want light. None of us, none of us says, man, I, I just have to buy a brand new car every three months, every four months, because I'm just not the kind of disciplined person that changes the oil. You know, it might, it might work for you, it might work for you to, to, to change your oil every three months or 3,000 miles or even six months or 6,000 miles. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just not a disciplined person, so I have to buy a new car every six months we don't do that, we realize it's important for me to have my car running because I can't afford to keep buying a new one. So we get ourselves trained in the process of recording our odometer or doing whatever we need to do to change the oil. You know, none of us, none of us thinks to ourselves, boy, I, I see somebody in that other section over there across us. So I think I might, maybe I'll try to bump into them out by the coffee stand and just kind of see what they're like and talk to them. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll start dating, but, but here's the problem. I'm not a disciplined person, so I don't know if I really go anywhere. I mean, I just, I'm just not the kind of person to actually write the phone number down. I, I mean, that takes discipline. I'm not the kind of person to write the phone number down. I'm not the kind of person that's going to remember a birthday and send flowers. I'm not the kind of person that's really going to be able to set aside regularly Saturday nights to see the person. I, I need somebody who just is OK for me doing whatever I want. We know no relationship goes forward with that. Absolutely. You know, we know this in every single realm. You know, why is it, with the relationship with God, we all think that the lightning bolt, the genetic discipline scenario is, what is a play. We think that God just got to come and zap us with something, or we think that I'm not one of those people that can read the Bible. I'm not one of those people who can pray. I'm not one of those people that can be discretionary about my relationships and build into the people and be built. I'm just not one. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. We can develop these things. You develop everything that you want. I'm telling you, there's things that you want that you're not going to get unless you develop your spiritual core. There's things that you need that you will not attain unless you develop your spiritual core. There is pain coming that you will not endure through unless you and I develop. Our spiritual core. It won't, it won't happen. Three ideas to get us started here and to, and to cause us to think about. Three ideas. First of all, you'll notice in your program, in your program, we're gonna, we're gonna have a different leaf, leaflet, in each week of this program, we're gonna give you some take-home exercises that you can do if you want to develop your spiritual core. We're going to give you these things. And so this is in here. You can see right at the top. Set aside 15 to 20 minutes in your calendar, yada, yada, yada. Let me talk about this. You'll take this away with you. You don't need to know anything more about this other than this is in your program. You might want to take it away with you today. A few things. Uh, First is this. Uh, Start somewhere. We're going to learn over the next three weeks to start somewhere. Uh, Right now, I'm at a point where on more mornings than not, before I leave the house, I spend an hour with God, reading the Bible, praying. That's where I am now. It's not where I've always been. It's maybe not where I'm always going to be. Perhaps it'll be less in the future. Perhaps it'll be more. Start somewhere. If you're not developing your core at all right now, five minutes is intense for you. This is not a competition where you feel like, hey, I'm I'm not keeping up or I got to do this or that. Religion did that to me for a long time. For a while, I, I, I didn't have time with God because I felt this, this guilt. And guilt doesn't work. I felt this guilt. And when I start feeling that someone's guilting me, like religion is guilting me, I will rebelliously not do it. We're not, I'm not trying to guilt anybody into doing this. This is not about guilting or saying, if you're not doing five minutes or two minutes or 60 minutes, then something's wrong. No, this is just saying, if you're not doing something to develop your spiritual core, the things that you want, you are not going to get. The things that you want to experience that you will not see. So just just start somewhere. Second second thing that we're going to see is, is, uh, is do what works. Do what works. I uh, When I read workout magazines or if I'm someplace in a waiting room, I see some workout magazine or if I'm flipping channels and I see some I don't know, some workout gurus, I'm flipping channels, whatever. It never ceases to amaze me that, that all these folks have different ways that we should be doing these things. And I read these articles, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm really missing it. I don't work out like that. I'm not going that long. I'm not doing that exercise. And I always am feeling like, I'm not doing the right amount of sets or the right exercises or I'm doing too much cardio or not enough cardio or not enough days. I'm constantly feeling like I'm not doing something right. You know, the best workout is the best workout is the one you're doing. That's the best workout. Best workout in the world is the one you're doing. So when it comes to reading the Bible, if your best workout is instead of reading it out of a book, Listening to it on tape, that's the best workout going, the one you're doing. See, the Bible is not about, let's all go find a thick leather book and sit over a candlelight and pour over it for 40 minutes. That's cool, that's one way. Another way is to read it off a screen. What did people do before the printing press came along? Guess what? Nobody ever had a leather bound book. Yet people figured out a way, going to a public setting and people reading it to them to get God's Word planted in their heart. Do what works. The way I pray, not just the the length that I pray, but the kind of ways I pray is going to be different than the kind of ways you're going to pray. We're going to talk about using your imagination when you pray. Some of us are going to learn to pray by writing out our prayers. Some of us are going to pray by actually talking, talking to God in a small voice. Some of us might want to pray by by thinking, all kinds of the best way to pray is the way you're praying. And if you're not praying, find a different way than the one you're not doing. And don't allow somebody to put their template on you. The best workout is the one you're doing. And another thing we're going to learn is that we need to be patient with gains. We need to be patient with gains. None of us would would go to the treadmill and think that after spending one day in the treadmill that we should be able to run a marathon. You know, none of us would, would go to a, a curling bar, and expect two sets of curls to give us 22-inch biceps. None of us would do that. We would understand this is a process, and I did it one time, and it's better than doing none time, and I'm closer to where I want to be. See, and what happens when we're doing these spiritual core? It's not just that we're getting strong someday, but it's while we do these things, even in the moment we're engaging with God. See, if I'm doing this, but I'm not feeling anything is happening until this is stronger, then that's one thing. But if while I'm doing this, I'm just with God and I'm noticing God and I'm talking with God and I'm asking Him what He might have for me and I'm trying to, I'm just away from the normal grind of my life, then life is good. It's not about being better than somebody else or doing somebody else's workout. It's about being ourselves. It's about being who we are. A few years ago, I went through a desert time. I went through a desert time, two years ago, a year and a half ago, um, where um, I just didn't sense God very much. I sensed a lot of stress. I sensed a lot of problems. I had a lot of things that I was concerned about. And I had, during those times, I had doubts, doubts that I thought that I never would have had otherwise. I would have said, if I ever have those kind of doubts, I definitely would have to stop calling myself a follower of Jesus. And I had those kind of doubts for a season. And what did I do when I was in that season? What I did not do is just wait for God to zap me and take away all my doubts. What I didn't do is just be mad at God because He wasn't doing for me what I needed to do. I did in that, in that season the same thing I do when my back is bothering me. Actually, it's so funny We're doing this core series. And uh, like two days ago, I started feeling the stiffness in my back. My back has been great. Two days ago, I started feeling I'm like, God, are you giving me stiffness just so I have something to talk about? Because this is, I prefer not to, because I really wouldn't like to not have the stiffness. Now, when I start to, I start to know my body now well enough, that I can feel, I can feel when it's coming on to me. When I really came, became aware of, of back problems was when I was at the gym several, several years ago. And uh, I was, I, I, uh, I, I had all my clothes off, I had all my clothes off and I was going down, I was going down to get my, uh, something in my locker. And When I went down, my back went like this. I fell down, I collapsed to the ground and I just was in a ball, I could not move. I had this guy, he walks right by me (laughs) and I'm, you know, I'm like this, I'm like this. He walks right by me and I'm going like this and I'm by myself for about two minutes and finally he comes back and he says, are you okay?" I said, I said, no, I can't move. I can't. And he said, he said, I thought you were down there praying. I said, "My preferred times to pray are not when I should be playing basketball, and not butt naked, on an oleum floor in front of a bunch of guys. That's not the way I prefer to play prefer to, prefer to pray." That was the beginning of realizing that I had really bad core, and I needed to do something for my, my physical self. You want to talk about humility? You know, when I walked out of there that day, the manager of that gym, a grown man, had to help me put on my underwear. You want to talk about humility? My goodness, I know it's maybe too much information for you. I'm not going to tease out any more than that. But, you know, all of a sudden I got it. I got it physically, physically. I can't pray my way to a better back. Physically, I can't just wait for it to come. There are core exercise I had to do. And so what happens for my, for my core is I'm generally pretty good. And then I say, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm just going to, I'm backing off. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. And, and I back off and I, and I'll still, still do some sort of workout, but not my core, core exercises. Here's my core ones right here. These two guys. And I've started to feel these the last couple of days. So when I feel these coming, I go, all right, I got to get back to this. I got to get to, I got to get to, uh, what are these called? These are. These are our hunting dog, also called, Brian Look like ass, right here is what this also goes. So as soon as I feel this, I go, oh man, I'm feeling this. As soon as I feel coming on, I go, let's go back to the core. Let's go back to, let's go back to Superman's, you know. I'm doing these guys right here, you know. As soon as I feel this, I'm coming on this and, uh, and doing this. And I'm starting to learn my body now to know I should do that all the time but I'm starting to feel coming, I need to make sure I go to the court. And so in the spirit realm, when I went through this desert, when I'm feeling this, I'm going, this is not the time to stop reading my Bible. This is not the time to stop talking to God because I'm mad at Him and I'm gonna wait for Him to do something before I talk with Him. This This is not the time to shut people off in my life and feel like, no, I'm strong. I don't need to tell anybody about this. No, I'm strong. I don't need anybody. No, no, I need to work community. These are, these, these are, these are core, core disciplines that go in developing ourselves and go in developing our relationship with God. And when you do these disciplines, you'll know God better and you'll get everything that comes along with it. When we do these exercises, we get to know God better and we get everything that comes along with having a better relationship with Him. See, pop spirituality would tell us that God is, about becoming aware. I talk to people, and I have these strange conversations. I say, well, you know, who's God? And I say, well, God is, God is about becoming aware. And I'll say, aware of what? And I'll say, just kind of aware of myself and aware of growing in my awareness. <laughs> and so, so, a, you know, I'm not, really not trying to be funny and we have a lot of us in here think this way. And so I'm just asking us, just consider this. It's not about like laughing about people who have different beliefs or thoughts in us. I just tease this out and I say, OK, aware of what? Aware of myself. So aware of God? Yes, myself. I'm growing in. and who, who is God? What's His personality or her personality or its personality? Well, I'm gr- and, and And it's very, it sounds good. It sounds mature. It sounds enlightening. But my experience with how people's lives play out, it's not helpful, it's not helpful. It's not strengthening. God is a a relational being, he is a personal entity. We want to have relationships with other people because we're made in God's image and he is a relational being. He He is an understandable being and entity that wants to walk and live with us. Not one that we just have to have the right thoughts and the right beliefs and the right awareness about. It's like for me to have a relationship with with Libby, there are core things that we have to do. My core things for her might be different than your core things with the person that you care about. For us, it's family dinners. Maybe that's not your gig, but there's gotta be something that centers us on a person, centers us on where we are. And this is what we want this series. We wanna go back to the core. We wanna go back to the ways that you come to know the God who is, We want to go back to the ways or start the ways where you come to see your capacity. There are things, there are things that you want to do that you will do if you work your spiritual core. There are things that you are hoping to experience that you will experience if you work your spiritual core. There are there there is pain that is coming our way, your way, that you will endure through, you will get through if you build your spiritual core. I mean, the upside of this is incredible, incredible, just like the upside of a strong core a aerobically fit body is incredible. And when you get away from this idea that God is just going to come and zap me and everything's going to be OK and I'm going to grow. and I'm going to feel His presence in my life. And when I pray for things that are going to happen, that stuff happens as we work our core. There's prayers that you don't even know how to pray yet that you will know how to pray as your core gets strengthened. There's things that you will pray that you will get more yeses to then knows because your core will be strengthened, you have a better attitude, and understanding of how to pray, things to pray for. There's a whole new vista. awaits. it's like, if you don't do these things, and there's other ones too, there's stuff like fasting and tithing and all kinds of, there's other stuff, but these three ones here, it's like, if you've not done these things on a regular basis, it's like trying to explain to somebody who's been chronically overweight and has never done anything to come against this, try, like trying to explain to that person or to you, what it's like to not have your body be a hindrance. What it's like. The whole, if you've never experienced it, you don't know. And I'm trying to tell you. If you haven't worked, if you haven't worked a workout, and I'm giving you five to try this week, five. You know what? If you don't do all five, and we did five instead of seven, because I don't want to guilt you saying you got to do it every day. If you do two, two, and they're for two minutes each, guess what? I know for 95% of us, that's four minutes more than you would have done last week. I just know that. I know that. And you know what? You'll be four minutes closer to having a life of power. Four minutes closer. And it might not look all that great, but it is significant. And still to this day, to this day, I don't like the Swiss ball. (laughs) To this day, I don't, I don't like core exercises. And my life isn't about the core exercises. God does not want us to be in love with reading the Bible. God does not want our primary purpose to be praying. God does not want us to get up every morning and think about other people. What God wants us to be in love with, what God wants us to have a primary purpose about, what God wants to be thinking about is Him. It's not about the Bible reading. It's not about the prayer. It's not about the community. It's about Him. It's just that those things get us to Him. Those things help us understand more of Him. It's not about the exercises. It's not about putting our blue ribbons on the wall that we become a more spiritual person because we've read the Bible in a year. It's not about that. It's about getting to God and taking whatever way it takes to get there, saying to God, God, I want you I want you to be my center. I want you at the center of a powerful life.